With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Kevin Jackson Radio Show. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. More great news for Joe Biden. I say great news. It's in the spirit of leftism where great means bad. Yeah. Bidenflation. The Biden economy. New data show that a growing number of U.S. firms are collapsing under the weight of higher interest rates as corporate bankruptcies reach their highest first half levels since 2010. You ready for the numbers? In the first six months of 2023, there are 340 corporate bankruptcies topping every other comparable span in 13 years. This is according to the Standards and Poor's Global Market Intelligence. Now, you may not be paying attention to these kind of numbers. So you're like, Kevin, 340, is that a big number, a little number, black man? Tell me, man. Come on, man. Don't hold out. Okay, okay, I know, I know. Calm down, white people. That's a 93% jump from the same period a year ago and higher than in 2020 when there was a spike during the early days of the coronavirus pandemic. Now, I want you to understand in 2020, they killed the economy because Trump had built it. It was intentional. This they, they, there's a cover-up. They don't want you to know. They're doing everything they can. We, we gave out PPP loans and SPP and NAACP loans and all kinds of loans. People got loans for being for wanting loans or saying loan. They were giving out money like it was chiclets in Mexico. And now, with all that money given out, you know what people are doing? They're filing bankruptcy. A 93% spike from last year and higher than in 2020 when there was a scamdemic there were 54 recorded corporate bankruptcy filings in June unchanged from the 54 corporate uh, 54 bankruptcies in May last month some of the most notable companies to submit filings were Lordstown Motors and Rockford Rockport Rockport company rather Instant Brands Acquisition Holdings, and iMedia Brands. I don't even know who these companies are, but you know, they're, apparently it's big enough to hit the wire. Lordstown Motors Corp filed for bankruptcy June 27th with plans to restructure his business and seek a buyer, according to a company release. The electric vehicle manufacturer's assets include its endurance pickup truck and related resources. I think I've seen their truck. 
Instant Brands Acquisition Holdings also sought bankruptcy protection June 10th. Tightening of credit terms and higher interest rates rates had impacted the company's liquidity levels. The company has also already secured $132 million from existing lenders and plans to continue. They didn't say what they are, but Instant Brands Acquisition Holdings. Year-to-date through June 15, through June rather, 15 companies with more than $1 billion and liabilities filed for bankruptcy, such as Sixterra Technologies, Debold Holding, Bed Bath & Beyond, Diamond Sports Group, and Party City. Party City? What? You're telling me you can't even have a party city making money up in here? <laughs> yeah. Even people, what are you partying about? What could you possibly be throwing parties at? The number of people throwing parties is probably dropped the, the, ge- geometrically at the very least because there's nothing to party about. What could you be partying about? I don't know. I'm asking. I don't have an answer. <laughs> my, my producer are like, what? Yeah, okay, what are y'all partying? Behind my back. I'm not invited. <laughs> don't worry. I don't care. Okay, here's one. Epic Bankruptcies, a U.S. bankruptcy uh, filing data provider, confirmed 2,973 total commercial Chapter 11 bankruptcies were filed in the first half of 2023, up 68% from the same period in 2022. Wow. High interest rates impacting businesses is what the article reads. It says banking experts purport the highest interest rates are leading, the higher interest rates are leading to the cause of the increase in corporate bankruptcies. Many businesses either can't maintain vast debt loans that will require refinancing or more liquidity to stay afloat. So remember, I'm going to tell you what it was during the time of Trump. For those of you who may not remember, one of my friends, we were we uh, invested in a company together. He said to me, Kevin, let's put more money in because right now money is free. The interest rates were so low. His thing was, if it's a sure bet, let's get this free money and put it into something, even if it only generates 3%. It's 3% more than you than you took out. Money was free. It was practically free under Trump. Now, we weren't talking about making 3%. We were talking about making significantly more. And we did. But the, the objective, the point was, he was like, why wouldn't I go get it? I got the credit. I got the ability to do it. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going for it. That same guy, no lie, same friend, sold his penthouse view condo or whatever you call penthouse he sold it this thing had a spectacular view i'm not going to say where he is because people might know him i mean that my friends might know but he sold his place downsized i mean he's doing he told me he says man let me tell you something i don't trust biden's economy as far as i could throw that clown i'm he goes i'm liquidating the same guy who four years ago told me hey let's go get this free money is now saying, it ain't free anymore, is it? Just tell you how quickly things can change. They said the interest rate differentials are spreads between the 10-year U.S. Treasury note and investment grade high-yield corporate bonds continues to hover within their, oh, that's all, the gobbledygook. I don't care about that. 
They go on to say this. Economists contend that the worst corporate bankruptcies typically occur one to two years into a recession. Today, they are happening before the official start of an economic downturn as the U.S. economy is still expanding. Do you feel like our economy is expanding? Our economy is in a strange place, different than in any time in history, but not because of the stuff that the Biden administration tells you. It's because of the availability of money, the printing of all this money backed by nothing. The fact that there's a lot of dark money, it's been hidden, it's, it's sitting on contracts. I know this because I worked in the government, or, you know, as a contractor. So now we've got a situation where they know Joe Biden does not build an economy. So the, all the, the, the real indicators are, are they willing to loan you money? Go try to get some money from the bank right now. See how difficult it is. Not easy at all. It was practically free during the era of Trump. We'll be back. is the Kevin Jackson Radio Show. This is the Kevin Jackson Radio Show. And it didn't cost us a dime. Well, I think culture is, it, it is a reflection of our moment and our time, right? And, 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 Present culture is the way we express how we're feeling about the moment. And, and we should always find times to express how we feel about the moment. That is a reflection of joy because, you know, it comes in the morning. <laughs> we have to find ways to also express the way we feel about the moment in terms of just having language and, and, and a connection to how people are experiencing life. And I think about it in that way, too. What in the wide, wide world of sports was that? Another word salad from Kamala Harris, the fake VP. And nobody can figure it out. Well, you think you can figure it out? Culture is a reflection (laughs) of our moment and our time, right? That's what she said. Culture is a reflection of our moment and our time. Kamala Harris is a lunatic. That's all there is. Welcome, folks. Kevin Jackson to you listening to the Kevin Jackson Network. 844-551-8255. You ever met somebody who worked really hard to be accepted? I mean, they just... They don't... They just don't trust themselves. Actually, I was having a conversation with a very good friend of mine. He was at Melissa and my wedding... And um, we were roommates together years ago. And he's, he was, he's out of work right now. And he said, yeah, I did an interview the other day, Kev. He goes, and I didn't get it. And he called me because he goes, normally I'm his pep talk. And I said, well, you know, what do you think? And he goes, you know, he goes, I got to tell you, I'm beginning to question myself. I'm beginning to wonder, you know, can I do it? I said, you're a gifted writer. You're an amazing sales guy. You're very good at what you do. What are you questioning? If that is the culture of you, what are you questioning? I get it. You know, I'm 58. It's not as easy to get a job. I said, let me tell you something. There is a way to get a job. I said, you're going to interview. And I, I, you guys have heard me say this on the radio, but I usually talk about it about with my kids. But I said, when you go on the interview, don't, don't worry about your age. You, his resume is spectacular. 
and you hand your resume over, you've gotten the interview, and let, let them talk. I said, don't oversell it. And when they say, do you have any questions, you say, well, I, I do have a couple things I'm curious about in terms of the job itself, but I would like to make a comment. And just say this, say, I'm very confident that I'm the right person for the job. And here's the deal I'm willing to make you. If you give me 60 days and what it is that you want to accomplish in this role, what do you think is achievable in 60 days, 90 days, let's say six months? If I'm able to hit that mark for you, can I just keep the job? If I can't, before the statute of limitations, in other words, before you have to get rid of me and pay me all kinds of other stuff, I'll quit or, you know, I'll, I'll voluntarily quit. You won't have to pay me, uh, you know, whatever. And I'm willing to put that in writing because I know I can do this job. And I said, now that'll get rid of all those other things. And now what you've done is you put yourself on the line. And I ask him, do you think you can do what I said? Do you think you could achieve? If you're interviewing for a job, a sales job, you know, with, that has some sort of marketing element to it, which is right up his alley. I said, I've watched you work and do this. We've done it together on a couple of projects. Do you still believe in yourself? He goes, yes. I said, then put it out there. He goes, you know what, man? I love talking to you. He goes, this is the best pep talk post not getting a job I've ever had. And he went on and on and on. I said, man, I don't need to hear the accolades. Just go knock it dead. And here's the thing. If you don't get the next one, it's okay, man. It's all God's plan. But here's what I'm trying to tell him. He's questioning himself. Do you know who you are? You go through tough times. I will confide in you guys. Right now is the toughest financial period of my company's life. We are, we are at the brink of feast or famine. And I believe in God's wisdom, we will feast. And the reason is we're excellent at what we do. We're teed up in all kinds of areas. I have benefactors wanting to set things up for us. The only thing we have to do is coordinate and get it done. And, and I've got a great team of people, second to none. Why am I going to question myself? Does it mean that you don't worry? To, I mean, look, I would love to tell you I'm, I'm not, you know, human and I can not have to worry about finances and all that. I don't as much as the average person because I, I, as God is my witness, the Lord has always made a way. Always. It may have required me humbling myself when I went to my one of my best buddies, like a brother to me, Dale, and said, hey, man, you got some money I can borrow. And he said, absolutely. But you know what? Everything leading me to the point where I could ask Dale for that money was God giving me the credibility where when I asked my friend for a significant amount of money, he gave it to me. Years before that, Willie, who, again, like a brother to me. When I tell you like a brother, I'm telling you Paul Bearer. You know, this is a dude that was brother from another mother. I trained him in martial arts. When I when I was in a hostile takeover attempt for one of my companies, this guy brought a suitcase full of money to me. His girlfriend did. Soon to be, well, she became his wife. Put that money on my desk and said, you need anything else? I said, you got any paperwork to sign? She says, your brother trusts you. There's no paperwork to sign. That's the way we work. And you know why he did it? Because I know who I am. There is a culture of me. You have a culture of you. We have a culture of us. We have an American culture that is steeped in a lot of the principles that I'm talking about in these anecdotes. 
And you know it because you've lived it. And in some cases, you lived it and you learned the hard way. Maybe you didn't, couldn't pay somebody back, didn't pay somebody back, wronged somebody in some way. But you learned from it and you became a better human being. And you can define your culture. And it's not that gobbledygook that Kamala Harris said, a reflection of our moment and our time. Unbelievable. Then she goes on, present culture is how we express how we feel about the moment. We should always find times to express about the moment that is a reflection of joy. It comes in the morning. (laughs) Wow, man, how profound could this woman be if she just really understood what it was about to be part of something bigger than she? A nation's culture resides in the hearts and the souls of its people. I didn't say that. Mahatma Gandhi said that. And to to paraphrase Voltaire, culture is a widening of the mind and of the spirit, meaning that when you have a culture, it's bigger than you. I, I, I said Voltaire, I meant Descartes, who said the mind once expanded never regains its original shape. Culture is growth, but it's growing with good, solid, conservative principles. That's what culture is about. It's not this nonsense of what Kamala Harris is saying. A very well-known thinker said this, uh, a mind cannot be independent of culture. If you don't know what your culture is, you're lost. We're going to take a short break, folks, and we're going to pivot back on Trump, talk about some polling and his appeal. The Kevin Jackson Radio Show. It has to end here. Uh, Actually, it's just gotten started. This is the Kevin Jackson Radio Show. This is a very interesting article written by a lady named Selena Zito. And she's a CNN political analyst, a staff reporter and columnist for... The Washington Examiner, which is interesting because CNN is lefty and Washington Examiner tends to be more right leaning or truth telling, I should say. Anyway, here's what she wrote. Alex Anastasio voted for Donald Trump for president twice, attended Trump rallies, organized events for him and placed signs in front of her home. And she was deeply hopeful in the early days following the 2020 election, that once all the votes were counted, he would serve a second term. So hopeful indeed that she was initially involved in a voter recount recount effort in support of that. Weeks later, when it was clear he he lost, Anastasio, a grassroots Republican dynamo, who was a delegate for Trump, said she was disappointed but went about the business of life. Three years later, she says she has no in, no doubt his indictment is politically motivated, but that does not mean she's supporting him in 2024. Now, before we even get into this, I just want to ask you, do you really think that's the pervasive thought? Or do you think that it, what it's opposite of that, which I do, which is what's happening, that people who realize it's a political witch hunt for Trump are finally saying enough is enough. And they're really getting more behind him. I'm actually more behind Trump than I was when he ran in 2020. I was lukewarm on Trump. 
as he performed, I went, wow, I screwed up. I should have been hot for the dude, right? Not in that gay way, but just hot for him. So I, I would tell you this. I'm not hot for him, but in terms of where he was when he was a candidate in 2020 and where he is as a candidate in 2024, I'm much more supportive of Trump because I know what he's been through. And I know what he's capable of doing now that he knows what's going on. Nobody else is going to be willing to do what Trump will be willing to do to the swamp. And a, a, a friend of mine said, don't call it a swamp. He said, a swamp is a good part of an ecosystem. He says, uh, what do you say? Call it something else because it, it, it's where rats are or something. I forget, but he said it was where rats hang out because that's more fitting. Because the Democrats and leftists are rats. Swamps have lots of creatures that are necessary. Anyway, you can make that distinction for yourself or not. Here's what Alexis, Alex rather, Anastasio said, supposedly said. We need someone with Trump's policies and without all the drama. She says, adding that the drama cost Pennsylvania a lot in the midterms. He should have stayed out of the U.S. Senate race and governor's race. Both of these candidates cost the state house and Senate seats in congressional races. Hmm. I don't believe it. I think she needs an education in voter fraud. She said, people may not understand this, but I lived and breathed Trump, so it isn't something that comes lightly. I took a lot of heat for supporting him in 2016 when no one thought he would win, and I'm prepared for the heat for not supporting him now. But it's time to look forward, not relive the past. Now, see, this makes me understand that she is from CNN, the writer, is from CNN, and I'm shocked that the Washington Times would publish this drivel. Now, that being said, I do believe there's a small faction of people who do believe that way. Whose faction is bigger? The number of people who absolutely don't want Joe Biden, can't stand the Democratic Party, or the faction that says, you know what, I'd like to see somebody besides Trump. You tell me. I, I don't have an answer. I have my beliefs. I believe that the number of people who support Trump and, and came to him, him because of what he's been going through far outweighs the rhino crowd the anti-Trump crowd, all the others. I think it far outweighs it. And I, I, I relish it, the idea that people go, oh, Trump has no chance of winning. It, you know, poll after poll shows it. Now, I'm telling you, poll after poll shows it when you know poll after poll is lie. They lie. In other words, if Trump is winning by 15 points, you know he's probably winning by double that. Anastasio added, no one owns me. This is the beauty of being in the grassroots. <laughs> One week after Trump's indictment stemming from his alleged mishandling of classified documents, a new poll conducted by CNN shows that while 71% of voters say politics played a role in the change in, the, in that cha a charging decision, that doesn't mean 71% of them back him, let alone 71% of Republican primary voters. In truth, Republican voters are all over the place. Overall, 47% of them say Trump is their first choice for the party's nomination for president, which is 4% lower than last month's CNN poll. Trump's favorability among Republican voters has also dropped from 77% in May to 66% now. Now, remember what I told you guys. I said what they're going to do with Trump is they're going to let him beat his chest on how great he's doing and how what his poll numbers are. He's 47% points 
farther than DeSantis. Then it'll be he's 39 points larger than DeSantis. Then it'll be he's 32 points ahead of DeSantis. Then it'll be he's 27 points ahead. And they're going to whittle it down. And they're going to act like Donald Trump and all this stuff that's going on is just slowly grinding away and grinding away. Because let me tell you what the establishment wants. It wants DeSantis versus Newsom. If you like either of those candidates, you'll be fine. It's a toss-up then as to who gets it. I'm going to make you a bet. If it's between Newsom and DeSantis, Newsom will win. It's just my, my thoughts. You got to have somebody willing to fight. And I, yeah, those two have been going at each other on, on the state level. And, and as a conservative, we could argue and go, we're winning because more people want to move to Florida than move to California. Was that winning? If more people leave California but still feel the same, still are doing the same crap. Are you winning? I don't know. I mean, California seems to be paying its bills. I mean, there's some bragging, right? Don't misunderstand me. I, we are dyed in the wool. I know Florida is a better alternative than California, but I'm asking you, do you think everybody sees it that way? Do you think the people that don't think like us see it that way? I don't know that they do. This is a Trump hit piece. They go on to talk about these two things that emerge when they talk to former Republicans or who supported Trump. They say, first of all, um, they say, uh, bear ass Trump, how he would win back independent female suburban voters who were turned off by Trump's election lies and his criminal cases. And first of all, Trump says, I won in, in 2020 by a lot. Okay, let's get that straight. I won in 2020. Then peeled off a list of arguments to insist he won. Bear was having none of it. You lost the 2020 election, he said, adding there were several recounts in all the swing states. None of them produced evidence, blah, blah, blah. We all know this. So I'm not going to re-litigate re, uh, it. it. says, voters who said they do deeply empathize with Trump over the unfairness of how they think he was treated by numerous institutions within the government of press and the press, but they should not be why they should vote for him. They watch each interview and each rally and see a montage of airing of grievances akin to festivist celebrations on the TV Seinfeld, which is not the same man who once keenly understood that people were looking for an aspirational path for everyone to be part of. That aspirational sense is what made it so brilliant for Trump to swipe Ronald Reagan's Make America Great Again slogan. In today's polling, Trump is still comfortably ahead of other primary contenders, but polling is a snapshot of today. See, that's what they're setting you up for. This is a hit piece. She says, one can see the nuance that many reporters and strategists are missing. Namely, you can still have loved Trump for what he did as president, still think his policies were good for the country, still appreciate his willingness to go to the mat for the country and think he's a victim of the political witch hunt, yet still not want to vote for him in 2024. Hmm. I'm sure that beast does exist. I'm not naive, but it's in very small numbers. And let me ask you, who's going to be your new champion? Who's going to be your new gladiator? Is it going to be DeSantis? Pick your poison, because let me tell you something. The things that you'll learn about these candidates, once the glitz and all that's gone, and in other words, if they get rid of Trump, what you're going to learn about DeSantis is going to make your hair stand up if you got any. They're just waiting. They want to see, are you willing to do it? Are you willing to get rid of your gladiator? 
Are you willing to replace Michael Jordan on your Bulls basketball team? And you know what? As Republicans, I'll tell you, don't think that we're not that stupid. We will do it. Oh, yeah, hold my beer. We will fall for the Democrats' nonsense. You got to remember, it's a uniparty. Trump is his own party, if you will. He represents the Republican Party. There is no Republican Party as it pertains to Rich, Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy. It's a uniparty. Game playing at the highest level. So don't look for saviors there. So these people that are trying to convince you that Trump can't, he's beatable and all, disregard. Keep thwarting him. Keep doing what you're doing because that vexes him beyond belief. We'll be back. This is the Kevin Jackson Radio Show. This is the Kevin Jackson Radio Show. Con Kevino Jacksones. And I'm watching the news now that declaring the end of the Trump era. Now, okay, I can see how in New York you might believe this is the end of his era. A lot of you don't understand why Trump was so popular, but I, I get it because I hear it every day. It's very loved. That first debate, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen a white male billionaire screaming at the top of his lungs. This whole system is rigged, he said. And across the stage was a white woman, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama sitting over there looking at him like, no, it's not. I said, now, wait a minute, bro. It's what he said. And the moderator said, well, Mr. Trump, if in fact the system is rigged, as you suggest, what would be your evidence? You remember what he said, bro? He said, I know the system is rigged because I use it. I said, God. No one ever heard someone say something that true. And then Hillary Clinton tried to punch him in the taxes. She said, this man doesn't pay his taxes. He shot right back. That makes me smart. (laughs) And then he said, if you want me to pay my taxes, then change the tax code. But I know you won't. Because your friends and your donors enjoy the same tax breaks that I do. And with that, my friends, the star was born. Donald Trump, the whistleblower. That's what he was. That's what he is. And that's why the left hate him. He is a whistleblower. That's, he, he's pulling back the curtain, opening up the curtain for you to see everything that goes on and they can't stand it. And Chappelle recognized it. This is why I tell people all the time, Chappelle's brand of humor is really clever. I'm glad when people compare mine to his, even though I don't know that I hold a candle to him, really. I call my humor Chappelle-esque, but I got to tell you, Dave's really good at it. And it's not just, the, I mean, the content's pretty easy. I, that's easy for me. It's his delivery. Anyway, you can see my delivery. Uh, you want to go to the... Uh, topcomedyshow.com find out where we're playing next if you happen to live in Arizona we are doing two dates in Arizona November the 8th and the 9th let me tell you where I'd love to get I'd love to get to St. Louis and I'd love to get to Dallas those are two locations I think we could sell out I got enough patriot friends and groups that we'd easily sell out 
So those would be ones if you want to get us there, you got some friends and all that, and we can put together enough shekels, find us a cheap enough location. The reason why we were able to do it here, we found a really nice venue for $2,200 on the first night. And believe it or not, our second venue is $1,000 on November the 9th. Well, it's easy to put together a profitable event if I'm not spending $10,000 for the venue and VIP. So seriously, if you're interested, contact us, 844-551-8255 or send me a note any way you want. And, you know, let's get it set up. Uh, as I said, it, well, I don't want to give numbers out, but it's about a minimum. We need to raise about a minimum of $15,000 when you look at all the coordination and stuff and depending on the venue. But that's about break even. So we're talking about uh, 200 to 500 people typically on a night. And you say, oh, it's a lot of people. No, it isn't. If we do radio and advertising and all that, we can get the word out. But think about what Dave Chappelle just did here. In this clip, he says people are talking about it's the end of the Trump era. And he goes, really? Uh, he goes, I don't think so. That's not what I'm hearing. I get asked this all the time. Why was Trump so popular? He said, I hear it every day. And then he gives you his observation. A white male billionaire declares openly and publicly, like a whistleblower, the system is rigged. And when he's challenged on it, he doesn't run from it. He says, you know how I know? Because I participate in it. I use it. If the system is rigged, then how do you know I use it? So then they deflect it. Well, then he's giving exact stuff that Hillary Clinton did. You know, he doesn't pay his taxes. The same thing. Oh, he cheats on his taxes. He cheats on his wife. He cheats on this. He cheats on that. By the way, all the things that they're that they're doing. My second book, Sexy Brilliance, chronicles the hypocrisies of the left. How these people lie through their teeth. Every time you turn around, oh, well, we do this and we do that and we're about this and we're about that. They're not about any of it. Blatant lies. In my book, I talk about John Kerry hiding his yacht. Uh, Barbara Streisand putting a home in her husband's name to avoid taxes. I talk about uh, the entertainers, uh, Cher, who was upset when her daughter decided to become a man. I mean, I'm not just talking about, you know, like a little bit upset, completely off the off the chart, yet getting three GLAD awards. I could go down the list. Hypocrisy after hypocrisy. And so when, you know, Dave Chappelle, he's the type of guy, he's very observant. He's watching this and going, this is, what do you mean? He's telling you, if you give me the rules, I'm going to play with your rules. I'm not cheating. If I minimize my tax debt, that's not me cheating. But here's where he really gets profound. He says, you know how, he says of Trump, Trump says, you're not going to change it. You never will. You want to know why? You're beholden. All those people that donate to you, all those people that are pulling your strings, telling you to run, funding you, making it happen, giving you that power. They actually have more power than you. Think about this. There are people, a, a, a lot of people, more powerful than the president of the United States. No matter how you get there, you're supposed to, 
you know, act as if. Once you get there, you say, thank you guys for getting me here, but your services will no longer be needed. Doesn't mean you ignore them. Doesn't mean, I mean, if I got to be president, not that I wanted it, because if I wanted it, I would have had it. But if I was pres- were president, I would, I would love to see my family, love to see my friends, old people I work for, people that used to boss me around, whatever. But when I become president, make no bones about it. Your, you know, your participation in it, I appreciate, but I got it from here. There's a reason why you'd want me to have it. So Donald Trump has it. He's got it from here. But you know what's funny? I was reading an article, Kurt Schleister's acquaintance, and Kurt says, with Trump, the Democrats will come out in mass to vote against him. Absolute and utter nonsense. He says it like it's complete. Oh, th- this is a fact. You want to know how many Democrats I know that went, I'm done with that party. And they don't care if Trump runs, they'll vote for him. But here's what I can guarantee you. They aren't going to vote Democrat again. And the same with many independents. And I I talked earlier about people. Oh, well, uh, there's a lot of people out there that have Trump fatigue. That's what people want you to believe. Same thing they told you in 2016. Donald Trump was elected by the lowest margin ever. Donald Trump could never have been elected by the lowest margin ever in 2016 or Hillary Clinton would be president. Donald Trump drove at least 25% more votes than they even thought possible for him. And that's what broke their algorithm. Then in 2020, he defeated that. He beat that by 16 million more votes. And that really threw their their monkey a monkey wrench into the numbers. Don't let these people play games with you. They're not fooling me. While we're on the subject of Trump, let's just let, let's recap. You want to know what Trump's biggest mistake was? Well, certainly up there. He picked Pence. Pence is no fighter. And look at the outcome of it. So, hopefully. And by the way, people are talking about, oh, he's going to pick Robert Kennedy Jr. That would be the kiss of death. He's not going to pick Robert Kennedy Jr. Number one, Robert Kennedy Jr. isn't a good enough campaigner to run with Trump. He, he's got that problem with his voice now. He can't speak out. Yeah, he sounds like Catherine Hepburn in, on Golden Pond. Like he's about to... Yeah, you can't get elected like that. People don't want to see... A malady. I don't care how legitimate it is. Oh, Kevin, he, he hurt his throat. I don't. It doesn't matter. That's why. I, uh, who was it? Bob Dole. Bob Dole didn't get elected because Bob Dole had little hands. You know, he couldn't move certain parts of his body. Uh, John McCain didn't get elected because I mean he's a bad candidate, but he also had alligator arms. Couldn't move right. You have to show. You have to be the picture of health. I hate to say it, but we're that type of society. FDR couldn't get elected anymore, no matter how good he is. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting that Dave Chappelle recognized what most people don't. Putting an end to identity politics. And now for something completely different. This is the Kevin Jackson Radio Show.